Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. This is the Improv Chronicle podcast. I'm Lloydie. Physicality in improv is usually a rich topic, but how do we address it when we're improvising online in little boxes? As we enter that phase where improvising online on Zoom has become established, albeit with the thought in the back of our heads that at some point we'll be going back into theatres to improvise in a physical space, how can we keep our physical improv skills alive? I had an email a few weeks back from a Canadian improviser who's passionate about physicality and improv. We'll get to know him in just a second. First, though, some tips I found useful from an improviser with a speciality in physicality and movement from New Delhi. Hey, I'm Ramita and I'm an improviser based in New Delhi in India. I am. I have been improvising with Kevalia Place for the last uh, one year and I'm also a movement, movement therapy facilitator and a yoga teacher since the last five years. So how has it been with the move online? Because in Zoom improv particularly, we're all stuck in these little boxes. So how can you introduce physicality into, uh, into improv when we're doing it online? Um, I feel it's just a perspective of the mind and how we we use physicality in uh in an open space in a physical space when we are there we still have the restriction of a particular kind of space and we use that space in the online world in zoom you have the restriction of the screen of the camera capturing a certain amount of space but you can still play with distance going far and coming close um switching around the camera like going upside down and also playing with different parts of yourself being in the frame and out of the frame so it adds a lot of dynamic and also for the people seeing and for your partner it adds a lot of energy to the scene if you just like stand up even would you recommend that people stand up when they improvise online rather than i mean i see most people sit down when i've done shows i've been sitting down Would it be better if people were standing? I guess it depends. You don't need to be standing the whole time. 
<laughs> that's the case even with physical improv right you you can often just get chairs in a space and sit down but whatever it is i think you need to justify the scene you need to justify why you're doing it so if you're always sitting it doesn't justify a lot of scenes in, in a lot of the in a lot of the moments as soon as you stand up you open the space a lot more and there's a lot more movement for, with your hands that can be seen in the scene if you're sitting you're that much closer to the scene and only your face is visible so i recommend standing quite a bit yes the challenges of zoom based improv are real for those that thrive on the physical aspects of improv the email i got that prompted this episode was from david wright who's a senior member of the oakville improv theatre company in canada he's an alumnus of the second city national touring company main stage And there's a link to his email newsletter, which you might find useful in our show notes. He's all too aware of the challenges presented by putting improvisers into little Zoom boxes. It's been a real challenge for improvisers to keep themselves contained, (laughs) uh, to be forced into uh, a square uh, and to try to do something that's environmental or some sort of object work like we're used to doing on the stage. And now we're trapped uh, within that little frame. And even though you can perhaps experiment with moving the camera around uh, or um, different lengths of shot, if you're doing the camera standing up, uh, adding other sorts of uh, uh, physicality in that way, it's difficult to still convey that uh, a sense of environment when you are the only person within that box and you're interacting with someone who's in a different box. So how do you work together to create that sense of a shared space where this scene is going on? Uh, a lot of, some of the tips that we've been working on are uh, shared backgrounds, um, not necessarily the virtual backgrounds that you can get with uh, Zoom, but even just um, having similar uh, backdrops. So if everyone has uh, a black curtain behind them or a neutral wall, roughly the same color, uh, that visually that uh, matches up and makes gives more of a sense of the same space. Um, different shot lengths. So if you are standing in front of your camera at sort of a medium length, uh, showing the head down to the waist, perhaps, um, your partner hopefully can do the same so that The shots visually, the body sizes are the same. Um, There are a lot more visual things that you can do. But one of the things that I think is even more important is just showing uh, characters being affected by the environment. Um, If someone uh, does something physical on their side of the screen, to try to match that on the other side of the screen. So, for example, if you are um, going to hand an object to someone else to... Uh, we, you have a lot of fun with people actually reaching towards the camera with their object work and the other person reaching forward as well and bringing it in. And occasionally, um, our two players will have the same props, which makes it look really freaky because, say, for example, someone needs a tissue and you can hand a tissue to the camera and the other person can bring that tissue in on the other side. So um, mm-hmm. that gets a great uh, audience reaction when we're able to do that. Hi, I'm Liz Peters. I'm an improviser in Brighton in the UK. Uh, I play with the Maydays. I also play with Bumper Blighton, the Improvised Adventure. And as well as improv, I coach people with embodiment and I've written a book called Own It. 
So with uh, us moving into Zoom prov as a way to have to do improv, we've had to shrink everything so much, um, not just in our physicality and, and, and how much space we can take up, but also with our focus and attention as well. If you're being seen in a head and shoulders shot and if you stand up suddenly you're, you're out of shot, so you're kind of having to limit the movements that you do to be able to be within, within the Zoom shot. I've really tried to encourage people to use proximity to the camera and to try and use the space and stand up and things like that. But your camera really is only in one place and it can only take up so much space. So you do have to limit your physicality to be in frame. Otherwise, you're not on the stage in the Zoom stage, you know? There are two people that come to mind instantly for me when I think about physical improv. Uh, Talking to them was, well, it was chaos of the most glorious kind. I'm just sad I couldn't include all of it, although I'm glad that there are a couple of bits I didn't include. Um, Just their intro is pretty much a roller coaster. My name is Ken Hall. (laughs) I'm four, seven and three quarters. And I'm based out of Toronto, Canada. One half of the award-winning comedic comedy duo Two Men No Show. Uh, I'm also an improviser and actor. I'm currently on a show called The Umbrella Academy, which just came out a few weeks ago on Netflix. And I play the body of Pogo and I play Herb uh, as part of that show. And Isaac, when you're ready. My name. (laughs) My name. My name is Isaac Kessler. Hi, everybody. My name is Isaac Kessler, one half of the award-winning comedic duo, two men, no show, Ken Hall, four, seven, <laughs> seven, four, and four, 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 a lot of spreadsheets every day. And um, I, you know, I used to have a dream and that dream <laughs> is now gone, much like that Les Miserables song. But in, in my dreams, I am an actor and a physical theater performer, do a lot of clown and improvisation. I have not worked professionally in quite a long time, but I am working professionally on a lot of spreadsheets at the moment. Uh, you can find me on uh, Dodo kids as the uh, bird Seamus. Uh, it was a cash job. <laughs> Please don't tell my agent. <laughs> I direct a, a group here in Toronto doing what's called idiot work. And uh, I, it's something that Isaac has basically imported here of, uh, or helped us out. Like in LA, it came from LA, the sort of improvised clown meets Buffon, storytelling, improv kind of thing. And uh, we just had our first meetup uh, two, a week and a half ago in a park. And so we're just playing, someone's playing some tunes. And so we just get up one at a time, do some, you know, we're dancing and movement kind of thing. But uh, it was so weird <laughs> to actually physically move and, and be an idiot in front of an audience, even though it's just our friends at a park. Uh, but I was like, oh man, I haven't moved like this in so long, like in an in a intentionally comedic way to please other people and then get responses back. It was this weird sort of warm, tingly feeling that I haven't had. And I'm like, oh my, because since March, since the last time I like performed on a stage, there was a lot of uncertainty about this. I mean, can you bring physicality onto onto Zoom? And does it translate in that same kind of way? Um, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so curious. And um, I, I, 
does that mean i'm just wondering right now like does it that mean if if the physicality isn't there what do we rely on then do we focus more does it go back to just verbal and clever you know what i mean or like the words or the the story the narrative the plot i'm not sure <laughs> i think that training is important i think that if you want to go to a park and you want if you want somebody to say hey, I like, I know how to lead you in yoga for 30 or minutes or 60 minutes. Like, yeah, great. Let's do that together. Did you want to like play Frisbee? I'm like, yeah, let's do that. I think the idea of being in a communal setting or, or, or not communal or, or, you know, or with yourself, but training, I think mm-hmm. training the body is so important. And again, I don't mean become ripped and swole. I mean, I mean, movement, I mean, being in like the beautiful thing about, about movement in the body. And and I think this is for able-bodied and not able-bodied too, is, is understanding our bodies and understanding what we can do and honoring our body. And also not just understanding what it can do, but, but getting more in touch with our body Mm -hmm. and understanding how the brain connects to the muscles and tendons and ligaments and also training that to be better. When I say better, I mean stronger, more flexible, more mobile. I think the one danger is that we can just, like I'm getting stuck every day, is on a laptop being sedentary. Mm-hmm. And the movement of the body and, and training is going to help out on stage when we get back to do theater. Movement and training is a huge part of it, but David thinks there's another part to it as well. Physicality um, is, to me, it's more than just um, moving your body. Uh, It's about creating a sense of the environment. So it's really a lot more about being affected by um, things that are happening. But a lot of the physicality and environment and object work exercises are meant to uh, help give the improviser a sense of uh, the detail involved and how we can communicate details. Uh, Details and specificity, uh, as everyone knows, are the keys to uh, performing a good scene because you are providing uh, more information to the audience and to the players without having to be specific in your dialogue uh, in that way. And when we focus down on the specifics for recreating that detail and noticing it in our, uh, in our improv, then uh, we can find uh, a lot of ways of communicating without saying anything. The lack of space in some of our homes doesn't have to limit us. Ramata thinks that that's something that you can work around. I understand that for a lot of people, it is difficult to continue working on it uh, in their homes with the limited space that they have. So in that case, you can, uh, when we do get back, even right now, even if you have enough space to just stand, you can do simple, uh, you can can keep simple motifs in your mind, like just moving with your head or thinking of an activity that you could do and doing it with different body parts, like blowing a balloon, but with different body parts, whatever that means to you. So moving different body parts with different motifs can really like just keep your body moving and just kind of practicing your breathing with movement uh, just every day can uh, really help in building that physicality. 
So training yourself to do different things physically and with space and environment work is something we can still be doing. Here's Ken again. You mentioned a really great point, this idea that even though you're not physically performing, you can be training. And the training, uh, the technique, the mechanics, and all of that, I think, actually does translate. And so the great thing about this, there is a silver lining to what we're experiencing on top of the opportunity to do personal work on ourselves is that we can train and we can train anywhere. So it's not just contingent on geographically where you're living. You can be jumping in and out of classes anywhere in the world and jumping into shows actually like zoom shows or, uh, and so you can, you can have that part satiated. You can continue your craft. It's going to be a bit different, but at the same time, the mechanics are still there. And, and again, the idea of finding play and pleasure, that's something that you can always continually, uh, continually do. And even uh, within this work too, is like learning other things, taking other classes that may or may not be related to improv, may or may not be related to physicality. So that when it comes time to, to hopping onto a stage, you have more life experiences. You've given yourself more knowledge. You have exposed yourself to other things that you can again source and mine uh, for, for content later on. Eventually, we'll go back into physical performance spaces, but will we be able to perform physically when we get back into them? Liz thinks some people will relish the prospect. There'll be a, a cross-section of people who, um, who will be like they've been let out of a cage and they will be uh, sort of throwing themselves around the stage and, and, you know, really using it as much as possible. Um, I went down, as a side note, <laughs> I went down the other day because I, I was feeling like I hadn't... Um, I can't really express myself in my house. And I went down to the Maydays studio, which is currently not in use because no one's no one's allowed to use it at the moment for um, workshops. And I played the game, the Indiana Jones game, where uh, the Temple of Doom, which is a physical theatre game where you set up a bunch of traps for yourself. And you would normally play it with a group of uh, a group of improvisers and set up traps physical around the space and you'd get killed by the traps or you'd get through the traps and you'd have to remember what they are and I went down and I played it with myself just by myself the other day because I really wanted to move again and play again and I did notice that my uh, my object work skills were a little bit flabby a little bit less precise a little bit underused and so certainly having to uh, brush up on object work precision, that sort of thing, which I haven't really done in lockdown because I've not really mined objects on Zoom. I've used cups. Uh, I've not set traps for, for Indiana Jones. Dave is looking forward to those first few live in-person improv shows. Yeah, it's really going to be interesting to watch those first few shows. I, I, I know a lot of people have said to me that the first few shows back are going to be terrible just because everyone's skills have kind of atrophied a little. Um, but, uh, you know, they will be also um, just so freeing and enjoyable because everybody's just so happy to be back doing it. So the, that enthusiasm carries through the scenes. And I feel like because of that, people will want to be more physical. Uh, but I do take your point that um, since we have perhaps grown used to staying in one place, whether you're improvising uh, in a chair or just standing in front of a webcam, 
that um, that impulse to want to move may have been depressed a little bit. There's one person I know who's massively looking forward to feeling all the sensory stimulation of in-person performance again. I think with the with the range of expression that will come back to us a little more when we come in the space, I think that will be a, a real delight. I look forward to being back in a real life space where I get a 360 degree perception of what is going on around me. Because your, your embodiment and your, your movement and stuff is not all just coming from you, is it? It's coming in response to everything that's around you. And when we are in uh, the Zoom space, when we're just looking at the camera, all of our attention is focused forward and we're, we're, we're less embodied in that sense because we're focusing on a tiny pinprick in front of us, the camera in front of us. Whereas in a real show, you know, I can sense someone coming on from stage behind me and I can feel whether that person is is in an angry state or something you know there's a there's a visceral surround sound of sensation that you get in a real world uh, environment that you just simply don't get in the zoom room and so to be able to step back into that environment and to be able to feel 360 in your body in all the sensory capabilities that it has is going to be so sweet. It's going to be so nice. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Next time on the Improv Chronicle podcast. We need to talk about Harold. As a form, the Harold is lauded by some and treated, well, less reverentially by others. Hear from one of the main developers of this improv form who worked with its originator, Del Close, to bring the Harold to the stage and hear from others who feel different about its relevance these days. The Improv Chronicle podcast is produced and hosted by me, Lloydie James Lloyd. You can help this podcast right now. Please subscribe and rate us on your favourite podcast app. And if you've got an idea for a possible episode, get to improvchronicle.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.